Hello, this is Colin Ree with Project Spurs, and I'm here to discuss the Spurs' remaining schedule and, and what possibilities they have of making it into the playoffs. So right now, the Spurs are 10th in the West. They are five games behind the Memphis Grizzlies, who also have a four-game lead on the Portland Trailblazers. The Blazers are only one game ahead of the Spurs right now and have lost three of their last four, I believe, and have lost their last two games. So first, let's take a look at the Memphis Grizzlies. So after the All-Star break is over, they have a couple of tough games. Um, they play three of the California teams kind of back-to-back. The first set is actually is a back-to-back. They play the Kings in Sacramento, and then right away they play the Lakers the very next day in Los Angeles. That Kings game might look on the surface to be an easy game, but the first game back from an all-star break, you know, it could be one of those where one team struggles to focus a little bit, and it's kind of a tougher game than you might originally expect for a team that has uh, a pretty good win margin over the opponent. Obviously, that Lakers game uh, would be a tough game for any team. They're uh, the number one seed in the Western Conference and one of the better teams in the league, and they go from that to... They have two days off, but they go from that to a game against the Clippers after that. So they'll they'll have some time in Los Angeles. They won't really be moving. So in terms of it being an away game, it still would be difficult in the sense of they're not going to have the amenities that they have when they are at home. But there won't be a lot of travel, which can be rough on players, especially recovering and, and getting back into perfect shape after games that can be kind of rough on a player's body. So the the traveling won't be there, but it still will be an away game against the Los Angeles Clippers, who are, again, one of the best teams in the NBA, a team that a lot of uh, people out there think is a championship contender. So, you know, you have those two games very, you know, one right after another in terms of you have, they have the Lakers and then they have the Clippers right away. And then their next game is another away game against the Rockets. So that's another tough game. They have, you know, three of their first four games are pretty tough and they're all away. Um, A couple games later, they play the Lakers again. Um, Then they have two Eastern Conference games, which might be a little bit easier. Then they play the Mavs. A couple more Eastern Conference games, then they play the Portland Trailblazers and the Jazz and then the Spurs. So those three games could really make or break the Spurs season. Um, At that point, if the Trailblazers lose a couple more games, it almost would be in the Spurs' best interest for the Trailblazers to win that game against the Grizzlies so that the Grizzlies would be closer to the Spurs and the win count. And then obviously, that, that game against the Spurs, it's March 16th, it's an away game. If the Spurs are within striking distance at that point, that game is an absolute must win. If the Spurs win or lose that game, that will put them either a win closer to the 8th seed or a win further away. And when you have, I mean, basically a month left at that point, that will really make or break their season. The next game that the Grizzlies have is against the Thunder, another very good team, and then against the Bucks, an away game against the Bucks. They play the Pelicans twice, who have been better since Zion's been back, then the Celtics, the Raptors twice. So they have, man, a really tough stretch of games there. They have an easy game against the Knicks. But again, right after that, they have another hard game against the Mavs. (laughs) They play the Trailblazers again, which is again one of those situations where no one really... The Spurs don't win no matter who wins in that one. And then after that game, four of their games are against 
playoff teams, and, and some of them very high-caliber playoff teams, you know, the Nuggets, Thunder, Sixers, and the Rockets. So the Grizzlies have actually a really, really tough schedule remaining, and that is obviously something that if the Spurs are going to make it into the playoffs, is on their side. Now, the Blazers, their schedule is not quite as difficult when the All-Star break ends and they come back. They do play the Pelicans, who again are better now that Zion's back. They, then they play a non-playoff East team, the Pistons. They have two hard games, uh, or maybe more difficult games than the Celtics and the Pacers, although the Pacers haven't been doing awesome lately. Then they have a of, let's see here, that's six games in a row against non-playoff teams, and some of those might be very easy games. Then that game against the Rock, or, uh, the Grizzlies that I was talking about, then they play the Rockets, so that could be a hard one. The Timberwolves, who who knows how much better they actually are now that D'Angelo Russell is there. They play the Mavericks, and then the Timberwolves again, and then two more non-playoff teams, the Celtics, the 76ers, a couple games later, they play the Jazz. There's that Grizzlies game again. And then they end the season three, or two of their last three games are against tougher teams. They play the Nuggets and then the Warriors, so that will be an easier one, but then the Clippers. So their schedule looks a lot easier than the Grizzlies on paper here. They have had, like I said, I think three of their last four games have been losses, so they have kind of had a rough stretch here. But really, their schedule does look a lot easier compared to the Grizzlies. And I think even though they're four games back, they they honestly have a really good chance of kind of climbing back in there and getting to that eighth seed uh, just by judging the schedule alone. Now the Spurs schedule, that one is going to be interesting. So the first game back after the All-Star break for the Spurs is the Jazz, a tough game. The Spurs are going to travel to Utah the first game after the All-Star break, play Utah, that'll be a tough game. Then they play the Thunder, that'll be a tough game. And then the Mavericks are their first game back at home, again, kind of a tough game. So, you know, that's a really tough stretch of game coming back from the All-Star break, and they're really going to need, I mean, do they need two of those games to stay competitive in this thing? And, and that could be a really hard, hard accomplishment for them to earn right now with how they've been playing lately. If they can get two of those wins, two of those three wins, I really think that, you know, they're, they're keeping themselves alive and that might be enough for now because then they do hit a stretch of easy games. They play the, the Orlando Magic, the Indiana Pacers, who, you know, I think at full strength are very good, but they've been a little bit shaky now that, you know, they're reincorporating a high usage player in Victor Oladipo. You know, Victor Oladipo is an all-star when completely healthy, but sometimes when you incorporate another high-usage player, that can kind of affect the offense and the defense in some ways and, and can kind of hurt how the team is performing in the short run. Obviously, it's amazing for them in the long run. So if the Spurs can hit them while they're still in that funk, that could help. After that, they play the Hornets and the Nets, who have been up and down all season, and then the Cavs. So that's five games in a row. Again, they're going to need a lot of those games, and most, if not all, of those are winnable. So I would say four out of five if they want to stay competitive. If they lose three of those games, then, they're, then they absolutely are done. Like <laughs> If they lose three of these games to, to non-playoff teams, four of those teams that I just mentioned were non-playoff teams, 
if they lose three of those five games, then, then really the, any chance of them getting back is, is probably gone at that point. After that, they play two tougher games in a row. They play the Mavericks and the Nuggets, and those will be games that, that will be tough for the Spurs. Uh, you know, I say out of those two games, they're both home games. And the Spurs have been so up and down, so they're they're capable of winning both, and obviously doing that would put them a lot closer to that playoff race. But I think that that one out of two is probably a easier ask for this team, and I think that one out of two will be fine. So I think that what where that puts us so far is I said two out of three for the first set, four out of five for the next set, and one and one in the next set. So that would put the Spurs at seven and three for their first 10 games back. And I think that would be really important for them to kind of start uh, their post all-star break kind of tenure back into the, the playoff race with that kind of start. That would really be what they need if they want to stay competitive in this thing, a seven and three start back after the all-star break. After those two tough games, they have the Timberwolves, in San Antonio, again, it's kind of hard to tell how good they are. They've looked a lot better since the trade, but, you know, it's it's one of those things where sometimes it is difficult to incorporate new pieces. Then they play the Grizzlies, who, again, you know, that, that is such an important game. If, if they lose that game, even if they do go 7-10 and 10 in their first 10, you know, it's honestly probably as good as over at that point. They play the Pelicans in New Orleans, which could be a tough game. And then the Bulls at home, which again is a must win only because of the fact that it is a non-playoff team at home. And if, if the Spurs are losing not losing games to non-playoff teams at home, what that means is they're going to have to be really tough opponents, probably on the road to make it in. And, and they've had a really tough time doing that this season on the road. So you, those types of games are the ones that are very vital for the Spurs to win. And it might sound silly to say that a game on March 20th against the Chicago Bulls is a must win, but they really need to get all of those games, especially at home against non-playoff teams, because they've had such a struggle sometimes winning these away games. Then they play the Jazz twice, so that's a a difficult game. Uh, Two difficult games, even. They play the Timberwolves after that, and then the Nuggets. So, you know, that's three out of four games that's really difficult right there. You have the Jazz, the Jazz, the Timberwolves, and the Nuggets. And that would be a pretty difficult stretch. If, if they're still in the playoff race at that point, they're really going to have to to win <laughs> uh, probably two of the games against the Jazz and the Nuggets. I mean, I can't imagine that the, the Grizzlies and the Trailblazers start losing enough that the Spurs have a lot of cushion on losing some of these games, even against the better teams. So that could be tough. Um, After that, they play the Warriors, uh, and then the Kings and then the Warriors again. So here's the interesting thing about the Warriors. Uh, They're apparently going to get Steph Curry back sometime in March, and these games are March 29th and April 3rd. So... You know, will they be at full strength? No, but they'll have Steph Curry, and that could spell trouble for the Spurs to have a player of of that star power back. Now, is he going to be 100% because of his hand uh, healing? That's hard to say, 
but that does add an element of, you know, you can't just look at it and see like, oh, they have one of the worst records in the league, so it'll be an easy win. Well, maybe not because there's a good chance that Steph will be back by then. Then the Spurs play the Pelicans again, which is, again, a tough game. The Pelicans have always played the Spurs well, and especially now that they have Zion and are incorporating him more and more. They play the Kings again after that, and then they hit a really tough stretch to end the year. So if they're still within striking distance, they're going to have to play amazingly these last five games just to make it into the playoffs. They play the Rockets in Houston, and then two home games against the 76ers and the Rockets again. They play the Pacers, who, like I said, while they've been struggling, I bet you that they'll be uh, more in form by April 13th. And then they play the Pelicans, their last game of the season. So those are really five very tough games. Uh, Three at home, two away. Four of them against playoff teams. And one of them, the last game, the Pelicans, might be a playoff caliber team now that they kind of have more of their team healthy. I think that the the Spurs might benefit if, for instance, the Rockets' playoff seeding is set in stone. So the Rockets might be resting Westbrook or Harden for one or both of those games. Same with the 76ers and the Pacers. If if either of those two teams are in a situation where their playoff seeding is locked, those games could become a lot easier for the Spurs. But if those teams are still fighting for playoff seeding, all of a sudden your your closing stretch is really difficult. So, and they're five games back right now, which means they need to win just to get to the eighth seed. Five more games than the Memphis Grizzlies, and that's what it looks like on paper. But it actually uh, is that they need to win six more games than the Memphis Grizzlies because they have lost two of their games against the Grizzlies this season, which means that they do not have the tiebreaker against them so if they had the tied record at the end of the season the Grizzlies would have the higher record and they do play again so obviously that game is very important because if you know I've mentioned already why that game is so so important but if they lose that game then they absolutely lose to the the tiebreaker to the Grizzlies which means they have to make up those six games if not there's a couple other conditions and and the tiebreaker rules are can get really really in depth in terms of what constitutes a team uh beating out another one for a tiebreaker if the head-to-head is a tie but they're already starting kind of down they're five games down and they're two they've lost two and only won one against the Grizzlies right now so they have to make up at least five games and maybe six And the Trailblazers, as I mentioned, have a much easier schedule. They only have to win one more game than the Blazers to get ahead of them. But again, in reality, that might be, because of how the tiebreakers fall, might be two more games than them. And and that, you know, even then, because I showed how easy this Blazers schedule is, that could be a a difficult thing for the Spurs. And in fact, yes, the Trailblazers have already secured the tiebreaker over the Spurs, which means if the Spurs want to finish the season with a a higher seeding than the Trailblazers, they're going to have to finish with uh, a straight out better record. So they can't just catch up to the Trailblazers, they have to go ahead. So realistically, they're two games behind the Trailblazers for playoff seeding. So it will be a difficult kind of end of the year for the Spurs to get to the playoff seeding that they need to get. And they're going to have to have some wins against very solid teams. And they're going to have to play at a level that they haven't played over the past two months um, 
and kind of November kind of had the same quality of play. They, they did look better for a while there, but they're really going to have to elevate their play if they want a chance to make it into the playoffs. So that's how the end of the season will be looking for the Spurs. It looks like it will be a tough stretch, but we will have y'all covered with, with articles and game recaps and prospect watches over at Project Spurs. And with Project Spurs, I'm Colin Reed.